question is fascinating and worthwhile for us all to learn. So first of all, you increase the NKN, the Nafshik Shur to the fact that it's not just a cold relationship that's calm, it's warm, it's fuzzy, you're close, you're connected, you're hugging, you're able to give gifts, you're able to, he's able, you could do trips together, wonderful. Question is as follows, he wants to get a certain motorbike uh, in Israel, uh, Tustus, right? Something like that. Whatever it is that they want to get by. And he tried to work and he wanted to work. And then the working thing didn't work out. And now he's not working. Now, the question is now, what should we do? On the one hand, we should get him the motorbike. It's his dream. It's what he wants. On the other hand, if we get him the motorbike, he doesn't have an incentive to go work. And besides for the incentive of working, imagine how good he's going to feel when he uses his money to buy his, his thing that he wants. It doesn't matter if it's a motorbike or it's a, whatever it is, a car. You know how good it is to buy your own car with your own hard-earned money that you worked for. So if we're going to go ahead and we're going to give our kip, kid in pain, who went through a lot of terrible stuff, and we're going to give them stuff, we see he was capable of working. Now it didn't work out, so whatever. But if we're going to give them, why should they work? And why should we take away from them the 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 continuous, you know, cha- challenging time to work, but that they should overcome it so they should stick with the job and then they're going to feel good about themselves when they can afford their own gift. Did I get the question correct? Yes. Everybody's going to have this question at some point, not at the beginning when you're trying to dig out of the negative. A lot of people got bad advice and they're still have a terrible relationship, you're not going to have that question. This is a question when the kid is already semi-functional that he had a job and he showed that he could work and that he wants something and he could get it and the relationship is great. So I complimented the parents. I said that there's two groups of people, basically. There's the the haters, you know, we call them, the ones who are, no, we, we cannot uh, give our kids money and that's that's going to cripple them and don't give them anything don't enable them show them that we don't we don't agree with this behavior i can't even say the word we don't agree with this behavior and 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 we're not going to give you money because you might use it for bad stuff and why should they ever be good if you're going to give them money and and don't make them feel comfortable and all of that and then there's the people who say, no, 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 we, we got to love the kids and we got to be with them and support them. But even in that group and even in the extreme ones who are doing it right, they wouldn't even realize to ask a question because most people, even in that mindset, would say, well, what's the question? For sure, it's better for him to work. For sure, it's better for him to feel good about having his own money to buy his own things. Everybody feels that way. It's an accomplishment. He'll work, he'll save up money, maybe we'll chip in, maybe we'll say we'll split it with you. You know what, if you work for 10 weeks, we'll buy it for you. Something totally zebuzeh with a tanai, a condition, a deal for his benefit, somehow. And most people don't even think that, that, that it's a question to ask. That's why the most important thing in this sugi is to realize that without experience, you can't make it up. There are people who tell me, oh, I watch your videos, and I hear they're dealing with a terrible situation, way off of chinuch. They're getting advice from a guy on YouTube. It's like if you're obese and you have to lose weight and you like somebody, they give a diet, a free diet YouTube, 
but they're alive and they don't charge money. You wouldn't go to them. Don't you think that we have a little bit more than the stuff, the little bits and pieces that I put out on YouTube? To Baruch Hashem, you came here all the way from Eretz Yisrael, from the Holy Land. And I hope you got your money's worth because what you accomplished in a very short time is, is Baruch Hashem takes people years. And you realized that we have a question. So far, am I understanding correctly? Yeah. So listen to this. In the normal world, we wouldn't be here. He'd be in yeshiva or working. And yeah, those are all normal concepts. Over here, we have a problem. We have a problem that affects the nafshi, the emotional and psychiatric stability of our kids, our kids in pain. They're prone to drugs, to depression, to numbing their pain with all kinds of, like I said, drugs and other terrible stuff. They're not connected to a stream. They're not successful. And they're not connected to Torah. And then spiritually, we want them to walk down to a Chupak Adas Moshev Yisrael. We have a lot of different categories of illness that, that we would like. Now, even besides for the emotional and the psychiatric and all of that, Ruchnius, the only Eitzah that anybody ever came up with, whether it's Hasidish, Litvish, Sardish, the only Eitzah that they should become from is the power of influence which comes from the power of your relationship. And the more that you give, it says that chayshad is ma'aver eni chachamim. What's chayshad, right? If you give pay somebody off, it makes even chachamim become blinded, right? So it also works on our children. We want to have a beautiful relationship with them. And we want that relationship to create on a deeper level. We want to give them and shower them with love so they're so connected to us because that's the chemo for their spiritual illness. Not working, not functioning, those are all very good things to have. I want it to happen. Not working and not functioning and not anything else besides so if you have a chance to give your child something without earning it, unconditionally earned, undeserved, right? And this is his dream that he wants. And you can, with that, look at your relationship, how much more time he'll spend with you, how much more happiness there'll be, even less tension at home, how many bumps in the road that you're you're not even going to know that you saved, that people he could have been friendly with, that he'll just say, nah, it's not for me. Boys or girls, stuff happens. Now, for me, you know that we we, we are succeeding in avoiding so many of the problems of the world. And who are those kids that end up intermarrying, having children from other, you know, whatever, out of wedlock, and and all of these things, all the way down to Nebuch out there, prostitution for drugs or for other stuff, all that dysfunction, the violence, kids in jail, we don't have any of that. And who is the group that should have our kids because they're the most volatile, disconnected, and, and, and in trouble. I take very difficult cases. And even those that seem calm, but if the parents don't do this, they feel homeless, they get involved in really bad stuff. Those are the kids that decide to sell drugs. Those are the kids that don't care about society. They, they make organizations against Kal Yisrael. None of our TP kids are in any of those. 
So we have a chance here to give him a gift. That's the apple of his eye. It's going to make, he's going to jump up and down and feel so loved. And that's the whole medicine for his ruchnis. So first of all, yes, that's what we do. But if you tell me that it's good for his ruchnis, but it's bad for his emotional health, we still have a Shiloh because even in ruchnis, we care about his emotional health. We don't need an emotional cripple more more damaged Jews. We want healthy Jews. So I'm here to tell you that in my experience, this whole concept that give him an incentive and then he'll get a job and then he's going to keep the job, make him healthy and then he'll do everything. The reason he doesn't have a job now could be he has a good reason. Most likely, if he was healthier, he would still have a job now. Correct? Most likely, he would stick with it. I used to tell the guys in Home Sweet Home. It's very funny, actually. I didn't know anything 30 years ago. I, what did I know? I'm sorry, 20 years ago. I didn't know. I learned from them. So I, I knew that I didn't judge them, and I was very good to them. And I, when they broke the rules, I didn't get angry. That's how I, and we were very successful. But I used to tell them when they used to tell me, I hate my job. I hate my beeping job. That's That's the... The word that got stuck into many different kind of sentences and situations was a beep and an ing. It was like, that's the way it was. I hate my beeping job. And I got that all the time. And I always told them, I said, okay, here is the recipe for success. Because I could teach, right? I'm mature. I'm 30 and they're 16, 18, 20. And I am stable. So I, and they're in my program. And they're, so I thought like my words of wisdom are going to work. Like so many parents think that our words of wisdom are going to be so, so make such an impact, right? And I said, um, let me teach you a rule. First, you find another job and then you can quit this job. You give them two weeks notice, like a mensch, because that's who you are. You're a mensch. And also you need them on the resume. First, find another job. Sounds very normal. They never listen. Never listen. I feel I'm getting paid in those days. I'm getting paid $12. I can get 15 I said, really? Find another job that's going to pay you 15 Tell them you need to give your old job two weeks notice. They're going to ha- be happy because they see that means you're going to give them two weeks notice. It shows them that you're a mensch. If you're worth 20 if you're worth 25 find that job and then. But don't quit the job because when you quit the job, not only are you losing the 12 an hour, but you're also bored. When you're bored, you're going to go crazy. You're going to go back on drugs. You're going to feel miserable. Grow in life. Don't go off the step. Go up steps. I had this beautiful speech. Never worked. Ten years later, I met a home sweet home kid, and he was schmoozing with me. Ten years after he graduated from, he was working. It was great. He goes, Avi, you know, I'm very frustrated with my job. I feel like I can be doing much better. I'm very skilled. At this point, he was already 28. He's working for 10 years. He's like, I know the industry. I feel like I could be doing better. I decided I want to quit my job and go out and find another job. And I remembered what you told me. Don't quit your job first. Find a better job and then give two weeks notice. <laughs> Ten years later, you, uh, we can't teach our kids things. We're not, we want to make them strong. So my advice to you is like this. What helps them emotionally is to be strong, is the NKN. What helps them psychiatrically to have parents behind me and to be happy is the NKN. 
What helps them in Ruchnius is to be happy, and happiness coming from my parents means I'm connected and they love me more than anything in the world. It helps them in Ruchnius. So in every category that you are looking not to teach, but to empower your child to have the energy to be able to make it in this world, to use the brains that he already has, because if he had a friend that asked him, should I quit or should I stay or should I this or should I? He knows what to do. They don't have the emotional stamina. We're healing. We're Hatzala. We're empowering. We're not teaching. And what I learned is that you never need to teach because the more that we empower people, they know everything. And the only time we can teach is when they're strong and they're healthy and they ask us, by the way, what do you think I should do? Even then I'm hesitant and I'll say, you know, you're smart. You figure it out. What are your options? Let me help you. Maybe this. How about that? I'm still careful, even unhealthy kids, because nobody needs our knowledge so much. They really are smart. They need to just have the energy. And we, adults, parents, other people, we give them the energy with our compliments and we're showering them with love. Ribshach Zatzal. He said over 40 years ago, he says that Hayoim in our day and age, people are scared to give their kids love. And he's talking about regular kids, not drug addicts. And he's talking about 40 years ago, before the L word, this American love. No, no, no. He said, for some reason, these from, he was talking, you know, his cover was the B'nai Bracher, real literature. Some reason they're scared to give their kids love. People are scared they're going to be, maybe self-esteem is going to be too high. Maybe they're going to be spoiled. I don't know. They're going to take advantage of them. He says, today they're scared to give the kids love. And they don't realize that the number one thing for the chinuch of the children is laharif aleyam ahav, is to shower them with love. Now, it's interesting, he says, not for just for their emotional well-being, for the chinuch, because if you're emotionally strong, you'll learn. Shower them with love. Now, love doesn't mean gifts. Love means love. But for us, love means gifts also. And to the kids, gifts means love. And to your spouse, gifts means love. And love means gifts. And that's what Hashem did. Hashem wanted to show his love, says the Rebbeinu B'chayi. It's a long shtickle. We can't do the whole thing. Hashem said, after they messed up, they're going to think I don't love them. So why didn't he say, I love you, even though you messed up. The Territ says the Rebbeinu B'chayi, they wouldn't believe it. So he says he gave them leather garments that they only needed because of their sin in order to show them that even though you sinned, I didn't budge from my love for you. So Hashem gave gifts because words alone are not enough. And gifts without the words and the cards are not enough. It's both together. So we are not looking to teach. We're looking to empower, make him strong. You buy him this thing because he's the most amazing kid in the world. Because you believe in him. And he will run further than any other incentive that you could possibly give him. He will, when he's strong, he will do it. He will have it. And one day he'll support you. Our our job is to get them out of the wheelchair of life. To be able to deal with the bumps in the road. And to get them to be powerful enough to deal with their emotional problems. 
their mental anguish and pain and their trauma that they went through to become functional and to be so happy and then Yismach Leiv Mavakshay Hashem, automatically it's going to help them in Ruchnius and you're going to be zaychet to see a lot of Yiddish Anachas from all of your children. Don't be scared, Laharif Aleyamahava, to shower them with love and I will id and whatever they need because it works the opposite. And here is the kicker. Everything I learned is from experience. There's a father who did not have a lot of money. And he had his kid here. And I told him, you got to give your kid money because otherwise he's going to do bad stuff to get money. He was stealing. He was stealing from stores. It was a bad matzah. So we started giving him $100 a week. Besides the gifts and besides the stuff, just cash, pocket money, $100 a week. Not too much, but he didn't have any money. So for him, it was a lot. The kid got a job. One week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks of keeping a job for a kip. It's like dog years. That's like working for a normal person sticking by a job for like, you know, a year. So the father said to his son, listen, you know, um, I see that you're doing well, Baruch Hashem. You have a job. You're happy there. You're doing well. You're making some money. So I was thinking that maybe, and the kid right away says, oh, so, so now that I'm working and I'm pushing myself to go crazy, to go to sleep and to wake up and working on my life, so you're going to punish me and you don't want to give me money because I have money, right? So you're not going to give me money? So you know what? I quit my job. I was like, every normal person would say, now that you have your own money, so you don't need my charity. You should feel good. It doesn't work like that. They don't feel like now that they don't have our support, that's an incentive to work. It's like you're punishing me. Because I'm becoming functional. So this is, what I, this is what I want you to tell your kid when you buy him that bike or that car or whatever it is. And this is what I tell parents. And I'm going to tell you why I do it and why it's successful. And hopefully by the time I'm done, you're going to understand it clear, clear, like, like the difference between night and day. You write him a letter and you tell him, we know that you could work and you could save up your money and you could buy this. But we want you to know that our love for you is so, so crazy. We don't want you to have to wait for that. And besides, the money that you make is Kaidish Kadashan, super holy money. We want you to save all your money. And this is for all the parents. When your kid is working, tell them all your money should go into savings. We're paying you all your expenses, we're buying you all your clothing, all your food, we're giving you your spending money as if, as if you're not working. Why? Number one, because what are we trying to accomplish? You want to walk them down to a chuppah kadas ma'ashavi yisrael. And the Baal Shem Tev and the Chazanesh and all the tzaddikim said, it's connection. Every time you give them and you get a hug for it and you take them out to eat and you say, here's an extra hundred dollars and you're, that's our only medicine. To create nafshik shur b'nafshik, it works. So why would you go ahead and lose all of that and save a couple of hundred dollars a week, even if you don't have it, when you can give chemo that will up your chances of diris of Yiddishkeit, number one. But listen to this. When the kid sees his money growing in his bank account, he sees after the first month, there's a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars there. Two months, three months, four months, five months. He has 10 grand. He has 12 grand. That's the incentive to keep on working when times are, are hard and he wants to quit. 
But when his money is going to his expenses, oh, now you can pay for your car. Now you can pay for insurance. Now you can pay for this and that. After six months, he wakes up and you know what a broken brain says? Not a healthy brain. A healthy brain says, Baruch Hashem, I'm able to support myself. I don't need to be, I'll get Starach Libriyas. I don't need my parents to chip in, to, to, to chip in. I'm happy. I'm so proud that I can support myself. But a broken brain who went through pain and trauma says, what the heck? I just worked six months. I worked my, and I had to say it nicely, my bottom off. I took us off. I worked so hard. It was so hard for me to be functioning. To rip myself out of bed in the morning when I didn't sleep well and I had to show up and I had to put up with all the, there's always something, rules and stuff, and they hate it, right? And, and after six months, I have $22 in my bank account. For this, so a healthy person, first of all, doesn't suffer so much with rules and consequences and boundaries and going to sleep on time and falling asleep and sleeping a good night's sleep and waking up happy and going there on time and, and listening to the rules. And it's not so hard for them. And even if it's hard, they're happy that they can support themselves. And they know that if I stick with it for a year or two, I'll get a raise and then I'll be able to save. And then I'll be able to get married because I have savings and a woman's going to want to marry me or a guy's going to want to marry me because I have money and I'm functioning. They know all those reasons. But to a broken person who it's so hard to function, they wake up after six months and they say, why did I have to suffer so much? I have nothing. So you tell them, in their minds, we're not punishing you and taking away our support from you because you are doing the right thing and working. We know how hard it is for you. Hashem says, I know your pain. I know what's going on inside. Don't just say, oh, now he's working, because in a month from now it'll be over, or six months will be over. We want to empower them to be able to keep the job. That comes from knowing that I'm being taken care of and that I'm not being punished for being functional. Believe it or not, that's part of it. If you if you could understand that, I hope you can. And that they see their money growing in their bank account. And that's what I did in Home Sweet Home. I kept all their money in the bank in the bank. And they saw it grow. They made about, they saved up over a thousand dollars a month. And four months, five months, I showed them the bank statements every few months. Most of them graduated between ten and twenty thousand dollars in savings, and I paid. I raised money for their food, and I re- and we paid for their f- fund. Me and the volunteers. Why don't we say, "Oh, now that you're working"? No, I wanted them to see their money grow, so they'll they'll push themselves to go to sleep on time, so they'll want to be functioning because they see that they have money and they're going to leave and they're going to graduate. And imagine a year from now, if you don't touch your money, you're going to have twenty five thousand dollars. You tell your kid that's your money, and in two years from now, and in three, and in four years, you can have a hundred thousand dollars. That's the greatest chance that'll stick with it. A lot of them aren't going to stick with it anyway because they're not able to, and that's fine because we understand that they're that they're sick, but they're going to feel the most the most energy by your support and by having the gifts that they're dying for makes them happy. So therefore they have more energy to function and to go one day to therapy and say, I need help. I'm so happy. And I don't know why I can't function. And I have my parents support and that helps physically, emotionally, psychiatrically, and spiritually clear. I could not be more clear. This is my experience. I don't understand the therapy world and the other people giving advice. No, it's better for him. First of all, as soon as they start looking like that and talking like they're grouchy, they don't got the right advice. The smiley people talk calm and happy and smiley. 
They know people, they say, no, they have to show them. No, no, no. Do what works. Do what has been proven to work. Baruch Hashem. And he's not going to be spoiled. He's going to be thankful. And he's going to use his money on buying gifts for you. I've proven that. We see it on the chat all the time. These are the kids that are arranging the Mother's Day gifts for the moms. These are the kids that are buying the birthday gifts for the parents. These are the ones who remember your anniversary. And these are going to be the ones who support you one day. Because you're supporting them when they need you most. And that's now.